Three, two, one. All right, here we go. Look at Talk. New episode starts now. Welcome, one. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Liquor Talk podcast. I'm your boss, man, V. Jones, and this is another edition of Liquor Talk. I hope y'all have enjoyed all the episodes we've dropped this September. This is the finale of September, October. We got a big month in store for y'all. More collaborations and more great conversations. Joining me today is a reunion and a new hello to a new friend. Um, it's Erica and Jamal from the What the Hell Are You Doing podcast. One is holding it down out of Columbus, Ohio, and the other one is holding it down out of Hotlanta. How are my people doing today? <laughs> we oh, doing amazing. great. We good. <laughs> amazing, amazing, amazing. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Erica, it is nice to reunite with you, you know what I'm saying? Reunited and it feels so good. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. My bad, Jamal. But hey, we nah, go back. I, I, I get it. I get it. Now nah, you good. I get it. <laughs> you get it. I get it. I get it. See, the only thing I'm disappointed about was if I wouldn't know the premise of podcasting, as many conversations me and Erica had with liquor involved, we could have damn started looking talk back then. Tell but them. As as things go, you know what I'm saying? Things happen to how it should, but hey, it is what it is. Um, also, shout out to Erica. Erica did hold it down some live videos a couple of times on my Instagram live, you know what I'm saying? Back in season two of Look and Talk. Um, there's been so much changes since then, so, but I'll, I'll catch up with y'all on that on a later date. But Erica, how you been doing? You know, I've been holding it down. I've been holding it down. You know, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to change the world one community at a time. It's 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 a lot, but um, the work is going to be worth it. Yes, agreed. I I definitely agree with that. It's like I try to try try and change the world and influence through one podcast at a time. But it's hey, it's it's hard work. It's stressful. So I know how you feel. Trust me. I'm really. I really do know how you feel. Jamal, how you doing today, man? Outstanding. Excellent, if you will. Excellent. I'm doing excellent. Today. So tell me about your music, man. She tells me you're the music man. So the, the, the excuse me, the What the Hell Are You Doing podcast has a theme song that is created by yours truly in 2019. Came up with 15 tracks, released them one time each week. So each track per week. And um, over 15 weeks, one of those songs, I believe it was week nine, if I'm not mistaken, it was called Rafiki Guidance. Rafiki Guidance, that instrumental turned out to be what you would now hear as the What the Hell Are You Doing theme song. Um, it is, uh, it's a very kind of bumpy kind of, it has um, African undertones to it, which is beautiful because that's kind of what the What the Hell Are You Doing podcast was, um, was founded on. That's what's up. That is what's up, man. Since how you are, so tell me about a little about your music. What got you started in the music industry? The same way me and her got started. So um, I had, in 2004, I was in middle school and my friend nudged me. I was sitting in an auditorium just like this. My friend nudged me on the shoulder. He said, yo, we can do that. As in, we, can, we saw this eighth grader rapping on stage. And I think we were in seventh at the time. If not, we might have been in eighth as well. But regardless, we see this thing happening in front of us. And we're awestruck like, yo, and she's pretty good. He nudged me on the shoulder like, yo, we can do that. I'm looking at him like, are you, are you sure? Like, not as, are you sure, as in I, I'm doubtful. Are you sure? Like, it's a lot of work. Like, it's a lot of writing. It's a lot of matching up to the beat, blah, blah, blah. From that point forward, I hit the stage. I couldn't get back down again. 
Fast forward uh, to May, I get back from Atlanta and I get a DM from Erica saying, hey, do you have a podcast? I have somewhat of a podcast. It runs on my YouTube channel, but my music is the primary uh, thing that people go there for. I say, yeah, yeah, I got a little bit of a podcast. She said, yeah, I was looking to start a podcast and I was hoping you could be the co-host. And the same question, the same energy. Are you sure? Like, do you, do you, like it's a lot of, I'm thinking to myself, it's a lot of work that goes into acting. doing a podcast what i do is she was i immediately knew with her connections and and the, the aspirations that she probably had it was going to be a lot bigger than what i had planned and so obviously we somehow i say somehow because she does all the logistics I, somehow all of a sudden i'm signing us up for anchor uh she's in all the zoom calls and meeting up uh, scheduling all these meetings with people and i'm like just send me audio and visual and i'll make sure i have everything edited and of course our first episode released i want to say two weeks ago since then we've been rocking strong yeah, so what was it like to finally release that first episode? Because I know with a lot of podcasters I, I talk to, they say the hardest episode is always that first one. So what was it like to finally get that first episode out the way and just done? All right. So obviously there's two sides to that. Cause, and and I, hate, I hate this about myself. I'm very like, I, I, can, I can come off as very arrogant. It was easy. It was too easy. Like it was, it was <laughs> line it up get the sound going, make sure the sound and the levels are right. I had to like maybe chop off a low part, boost it up to match the ones around it. It was easy. It was too easy. Like, uh, it was too easy. It, and it, that was it. So if Erica, if Erica, you know, if it was tough to get Nafis and, uh, and Philip on there, then yeah, you know, you know, it was tough, man. It was, it was a really treacherous ride. And we, we did everything we could to make sure that the podcast went, you know, we hit our stride. We hit, you know, we hit a couple of roadblocks, but no, nah, it was easy. It was easy. <laughs> it was easy. <laughs> um, I would say now, us doing our first podcast for me it was difficult just because i like and jamal can contest to this like i'm a perfectionist uh, yeah. i want things to be right and i would be good and goddamn if right, it sucks right. <laughs> and so you know through our first podcast i'm like contacting jamal through chat like okay you ask next question and then i'm gonna follow back and then you know i'm also looking at the time saying like, okay, we got five minutes left. We can only ask maybe one or two questions. And then we got to stop and uh, do our part two um, for Zoom because, you know, Zoom is, is free for 40 minutes and right. I ain't going to pay. So we're going to have to do two parts if it's going to be more than 40 minutes. But um, yeah, it was like, it was like, it, it, it wasn't hard. It was just like making sure to manage things and making sure like it was our first podcast. So I wanted to make sure like he was good. I'm good and that maybe we could like sit down and chat about, you know, what we could have done better. But Jamal, like when it comes to audio and getting like the stuff out, the videos out and stuff, like he is like, I have to give him props. Like I'm, I'm the logistics. I'm looking at everything. Like I'm reaching out. I'm making sure things are straight. Um, I want to, I want to, you know, make sure that, you know, everything is set. We even have a calendar and stuff. So, um, but Jamal, he, he, he gives me ease 
because he's so efficient in his work. So I couldn't have asked for a better co-host. Hey, I gotta say that practice. You said the practice. Um, somebody had a phrase. I feel like there's a few people walking around with this phrase. So I'm not gonna quote maybe one person. You gotta always be ready, so or always get ready, so you so that you're always ready. Something like that. It's something about um, you stay prepared, so you never have to get prepared. There we go. You always real. get ready, so you never have to, you always stay ready, That's so you never have to get ready. And with the 15 as the theme, I had to do a lot of editing on my music. A lot, I do a lot. I do everything myself. So I write the song, make the beat. Uh, adjust the audio, time the different sounds that you end up hearing. All of that comes together. And then I had to edit my own lyric videos. And the lyric videos is where all the video editing that she's starting to see is coming alive. And the speed at which I can do it, what I do now, I just create a template. And I, I create one long subtitle uh, thing, and then I chop it up at the points where, you know, breaks are taken. So, yeah. That's real. That's real. <laughs> So what's something about podcasting y'all wish y'all would have known before y'all started? That we wanted to do it earlier? Yeah, um, I should have started this earlier. I feel like, I mean, this, it, it, it's going to take time for this to, you know, manifest into something bigger. But, you know, um, I think I just wanted to make a change and I wanted to showcase, like, t people that look like me or resemble me or are in marginalized spaces like me that can also do well and stuff. I mean, there's so many podcasts out there, like we could have talked about anything. anything. So um, mm -hmm. I wanted to do something different. I wanted to do something that was enlightening. I wanted to do something that was educational because you know, I'm in the education field. So I wanted to do something that embraces people and empowers people while also um, being real and navigating through our struggles. Cause like, I spoke to both of y'all in on personal levels and we all go through hurdles, we all go through ups and downs, but it's all about how you get back up. And we are up Always. so shout, Always. shout out to us. <laughs> Always because you fall down seven, you gotta get up eight times. Stand with you, Erica. How has life after fam you been for you? What What's it like to go to the, the predominantly white institution after being at FAMU? Okay, so just to give a little background to the audience. Uh, yes, I, well, I started at Tallahassee Community College um, in 2011 and then transferred to FAMU at 2013. And um, life after FAMU has been on a whirlwind, like, I was a journalist for a local news station in the Tallahassee area and found out that I didn't want to do that anymore. And I decided to go to grad school, but I said, you know, if I'm going to go to grad school and, I, and I'm going to be in debt, I'm going to go somewhere that's out of my comfort zone and it's not going to be on the South. It's not even going to be on the East Coast. So I was looking at all West Coast schools and the University of Washington, um, you know, piqued my interest at the time. And so... I was digging into Seattle and digging into the university and I got accepted and I moved out there. Um, I encountered a lot of things that I wasn't privy to beforehand that was very eye-opening. And it was a struggle because like all my friends were in Florida, like everybody was in Florida and you know, Jamal was probably in Atlanta or maybe still in Ohio, but you know, everybody was away from me. So there was, I didn't have really backup or anything like, yeah, I will call my mom and call my dad, but what can they do from being on the other side of the country, right? So um, 
I had to really grow up and change and learn some ugly truths, but yet, you know, embrace the beautiful truth within myself. And um, I just had to put faith in myself and make sure that I was representing family the best way I could. And I was so thankful to have uh, a family group out there. It was like a family group and we would meet up. We met up like two or three times. And so that those were my resources as well as other black and brown individuals there and white people, white people be cool too, but they're, they're not racist. <laughs> so um, yeah, but um, yeah, I mean, life after fam, you, I mean, without fam, you, I don't think I could have done this podcast or I would have been in situations that would have elevated me. After, after um, the University of Washington, I you know, traveled to ba- Baltimore and lived there for a little bit. And I got accepted to uh, uh, do an internship at the NCAA in college sports. So for people that don't know the NCAA, yeah, um, March Madness or basketball, yeah, that was it. <laughs> so um, yeah, it, I'm, I'm hoping that I'm representing family the best way I can because I couldn't have done it without, without that school. That's real. I totally feel you on that. Hey, if it will last out on personal, I've said this on many times. If it wasn't for FAMU, y'all wouldn't have gotten um, 130 episodes of Liquor Talk. So I will definitely give that FAMU that because that's definitely where I found my voice. And I definitely feel you on that. And it's so nice to reconnect on once again. You know what I'm saying? So tell me, what, what what's the main premise of what the hell you, are you doing podcast? Say that one more time. I said, what was the main premise of the What the Hell Are You Doing podcast? Well, what the hell are you doing? Like, when you say what the hell are you doing, some people think that, like, think of it as, like, a neg- negative, like, what the hell are you doing? Like, but we will, I wanted to do, like, what the hell are you doing, but to embrace people. Like anything like I anything any type of good thing that black and brown people do, especially in white America, is always frowned upon or having to be investigated or having to be, you know, pushed to the side or 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 or, or, or looked into later on. Anything that black people do against the community or just America in general, there's always more shit to be involved. Excuse my language, but it can never just go. No, you real. No, you real. Yeah. So I wanted to take that. What the hell are you doing? And make it into a positive. And that's why in this space, like, I mean, we probably are going to have white guests and white allies to speak about certain things because you know this podcast isn't necessarily to have comfortable conversations. We are going to educate and embrace people, and we're also going to talk about the real issues that stem from white America and its privileges that came with it. So I think for me, just my background on education and working in sports and college administration and just being my, the activist that I really am and trying to embrace my um, activism steps. um, This is one way for me to go out and showcase my voice, but not only my voice, Jamal's voice, Victor, yours voice, and any other people that's out there that feel like they don't have a voice, I want to amplify it in this space. That's real. That's real. 
Anything you want to add in, Jamal? The uh, podcast, once she told me what we were doing for people, I said that goes right in line with my music. 98 to 99% of my music is about finding your purpose and the steps that it might take. Sometimes the times where you would need a break. So a lot of times in my songs, I might talk about busting a dance. Um, but more often than not, especially with my most recent release of um, a song called Ultra Prime, I'm talking about, you know, working on your purpose till the last sand hits the hourglass. And uh, er almost every song, even Rafiki Guidance, which ended up being our theme song, is a song about guiding you away from anxiety. We as people today have way more options than any other society on the planet. And so what that causes is this kind of like this, like this, this, uh, this unconscious boredom that we don't even realize is happening. So you, you, how many people know what it feels like to scroll for 90 hours on Netflix just to watch a movie you ain't even like? You know what I mean? Too many options. <laughs> Society today is walking into an ice cream store with, with all the flavors and then 20 different variations per flavor. Like it's, it's too many options. And so I, I, my music hopes to, my music along with the podcast hopes to hone in on people and their willingness to, to create boundaries for themselves. Respectable boundaries, obviously. We, we spent so long working on trying to be free. We got, if you will, dare I say it, too free. And we're getting lost in ourselves. We got to find ourselves and, um, and find our purpose. One of these, a lot of the people we plan on interviewing have aspirations out the wazoo. And that's exactly, that's exactly what I hope the podcast will help out. That's real. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Liquor Talk. If you don't know, now you know. While you're enjoying this dope conversation, I hope you have some liquor because the more liquor you drink, I promise you the better this podcast is going to sound. My dog got the bottle right there. <laughs> he ain't playing with you, ladies and gentlemen. This is Liquor Talk. Thank you all for supporting the vision. Y'all the reason that we are able to push 100-something episodes, and we're going to keep going for you, ladies and gentlemen. So tell me this. What podcasts have y'all listened to that kind of influenced you all to say, hey, I can do this as well. We can do this as well. Um, so I listened to Amanda Seals' um, Small Doses, and she talks about a plethora of things. And I also listened to My Favorite Murder, but we're not – well, we are telling stories, but not in a murderous way. Um, <laughs> um, and then I listened to Therapy for Black Girls because I started investing in my mental health because the pandemic has made me go crazy because I am a planner, and I have certain aspirations and plans that – are supposed to fit in my life. And I have realized that that's not happens in life. So um, I listened to those three podcasts and I love how Amanda Seals is like outwardly and unapologetically black. She doesn't apologize for the things that she say. I am just like that. And sometimes like in corporate America, especially white corporate America, you know, I have to know how to navigate or play the game. And I have to dim myself down to make other white people that all they're going to do is just oppress me later on, make them feel up to get that raise or to get that bonus or to be elevated. And that's what I hate about corporate America because it shouldn't be like that. And, um, you know, I'm more than what's on my resume and cover letter. There's a lot of things on my resume and cover letter that you're not going to know from just reading, but you have to give me that opportunity, that chance for you to get to know my purpose and what I'm doing. So, you know, Amanda Seals, just her being so outward and so authentic and real. I, I, whew, I listen to her podcast and sometimes I'm in tears because of how real it is. And then therapy for black girls. I mean, 
we all go through shit. Like we are all going through it right now. So, you know, just listening to that and kind of easing my, my, my stress. I think that's why I wanted this pod podcast because I wanted to ease stress, but also be unapologetically black and be real. And then lastly, my favorite murder, even though like, we're probably not going to talk about murder on our podcast, but we may. I mean, it is what the hell is. She got saying. murder on her mind. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So, um, but it's great storytelling. Like, um, Georgia and um, what's her name? I forgot her name. Karen. Georgia and Karen, they do a really good job of storytelling and, you know, making you listen and making your mouth drop during the ride home and stuff because I did that a, a whole bunch of times and I wanted this to be a space where other people could share their stories and elevate and empower people as well so those are the three podcasts that kind of made me form what the hell are you doing that's real now I definitely agree with that you know what I'm saying like I'll be listening to Joe Budden podcast he be, he be keeping it so real and um and I listen to other people's podcasts. I listen to the Hear Me Out podcast. Um, my man Marco, he keeps so real his, and also the Off Black podcast. And also I listen to the Lady podcast as well. Um, Shandrika with the Cake Dish podcast, Cubana Kiss with the Wu Child Chronicles. I've been listening to most of the people you done heard me on Look and Talk. Uh, heard on Look and Talk, I done played their podcast. And I was like, you know what? They done reached out to me. I need to get them on. So yeah, you know what I'm saying? Now I did play a couple of little bit of y'all. Y'all kept it real too, so I, like, I definitely had had to have it on. So, like I said, um, yeah. So, what can people what can people get from every episode of your of your podcast? <laughs> energy. Um, you get that energy? energy definitely because he he brings the energy, especially when I cannot. Um, energy resources because we definitely reach out I don't reach out to just anybody I reach out to people that can give good um that can give good information to our to our listeners like Philip and Nafis like they gave us ample amount of resources and ample amount of information on mental health in a black community and so um um I want our at least some at least some um some things that our listeners can kind of take back, they'll be educated, elevated, empowered, and also know some resources because, you know, we all need access to them. I love how we are able to inspire people by the end of the podcast. I, I Obviously, I haven't heard any testimonies yet, but as soon as I start getting them, I'll be posting them all over the place. Um, as far as what we talk about, I know at the end of the day, somebody's listening and somebody's going to be able to be inspired by what, what we're talking about here. And then on top of that, the, the things that I know the topics that we're going to end up talking about, because right now we're kind of we're kind of hitting, we're kind of just we're getting the boat afloat, if you will. And we're on the shores right now. We're just trying to keep things real light. But once it's time for us to hit deep waters, I mean, we're, it's, it's going to be game time. And I, I want to be able to, I want to bring people to that place. One thing that I figured out through my music is the thoughts, the best thoughts that we get and the best ideas sometimes come from the thoughts that we disagree with. And if I, if I can bring that to the What the Hell Are You Doing podcast, we're doing just right. 
That's real. That's real. It's always, it's always, what I've also learned from Liquid Talk, it's always the disagreements that get the most reaction and stuff. It's always when somebody says something outrageously crazy, you're sitting there like, seriously? He really just say that, but then wait, where's the good in what he said? Oh, wait, there might be some good in what he said. Let's listen closer. And then you listen closer and find out, I might be able to apply that to my life. So. Yes, yes, yes. That's, that's definitely real. Now, moving on, since we're Quick iceberg for y'all. Since we're moving into fall, what is some things y'all like about the fall season? The wind. Halloween. <laughs> the wind. Uh, she like Halloween. That's real. Halloween. Me being in Florida, I like the fact that the temperature is going to get cooler. You know what I'm saying? Hey, we don't like it being 90 degrees every damn day and it raining every damn day. So, Eric, speaking of the rain, did it rain more in Seattle than it did in Florida? question erica okay no no i'm thinking um so yes seattle has a lot of rain there okay the difference between the rain in seattle and the rain in florida is like the rain in florida it would just come all about at the same like fast and it would just rain hard and fast and quickly and, and then it'll be over seattle it seemed like it rained at least nine or ten months out the year but it was never like a hard <laughs> rain. It was never like a hard rain. It was always like a misty drizzle. Like it was very, very light. But I know like when my sister's up there, like I had to keep my hair braided or weaved up because <laughs> it was just continuous. Like you're continuously wet. And I'm not talking about in that way. But you're just continuously like drenched <laughs> and just just rain and you have to like wear your rain boots and you have to wear your your jackets and your hats and stuff and you know some people like there was like this 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 myth or somebody would say like if you wear a, um or if you have an umbrella in seattle people are going to look at you strange i didn't give a damn i surely had my umbrella if i felt like it and i walked around campus in the city with my head held high and nobody came up to me and asked me anything. So, I mean, you know, I continue to do it. But yes, I would say like, yes, it might rain the same amount as Florida, but it's different. It's very, very light. It's very, very misty. Gray skies, at least nine months out the year. While Florida, yeah, it's rain, but it's going to sh sunshine later. Yeah. Um, Jamal, I'm going to come to you for this one. Why do so many people leave Ohio and come to Florida? Because I've been working a couple of jobs, and I will meet people in a training class. They're like, oh, I'm, I'm from Ohio, I'm from Cincinnati, or I'm from Cleveland. Or I'm like, "Oh, why do you live in Ohio? So you said, why leave Ohio and then come to Florida? Yeah, that's one thing I'm trying to figure out. What the bigger shock, I'll tell you right now, the bigger shock is if they went from Florida to Ohio. It is freezing up here. It is freezing up here. I don't know if they're like, maybe they're bodybuilders and like, you know, they found a, a great gym or they found you know, great classes down in Florida. But for the most part, yeah, most people are trying to get away from the cold as far as, as far as I could surmise. I know with me, it wasn't trying to get to the cold. It was trying to pretty much leave where I was in Georgia anyway. I was, I was in Atlanta myself. Um, and I was born in New York, went, my family moved to Atlanta. And then from Atlanta, pretty much lived in my parents' place for most of my life. And I finally said, I'm going to move. I want to move up back up north. Ohio, I had a great friend of mine. He had a job lined up for me. And then that was that. 
And so um, it was one of those things where it's like, if somebody's leaving Ohio to go to Florida, they're probably trying to get away from the cold. <laughs> like uh, at, at today, the high was like 73. Tonight, it's about to go down to like 41. So Ooh. yeah. Oh, we might not get that to like December, January down here. So I, hey. I can understand why some people was, I was, I was just like, sometimes, sometimes I'll be asking myself, why Florida though? I know it's warm and all, but. Yeah. Have you not seen every day in the news a Florida man this or a Florida woman this? Oh, yeah. Y'all do have some crazy news stories. <laughs> man, it's every day. Literally, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy in Florida. To be honest, like, I feel like Tallahassee has disappointed me just with all that has went on. And Tallahassee, to me, is, like, not even, like, a crime-driven city. It's a college town. But why is so much crime going? But it, but Tallahassee is growing. Like, um, I visit Tallahassee frequently because you know I still have friends down there, and usually I come back for family homecomings, and there's so many more um, buildings and apartments and student housing stuff that's down there. But it's just like I'm very disappointed at how violent and how like drug infested it is. Like I cannot believe it. It it makes me want to tear up. Yeah, it's sad. It, it, it's sad. I noticed that myself. I was like, what the hell, man? It's like, when well, life is when in college. But I guess now that you get older, you start noticing things outside of the campuses and stuff. And yes, it's a bummer. No family homecoming, man. Now listen, man, Jamal, you missed out on treatment. Family homecoming is everything. Uh, rest in peace to family homecoming until 20. Oh, we going now. Memory lane. Oh my goodness, man! We... No, go ahead, go ahead, Victor. Say it. No, I'm just saying we're going down memory lane because family homecoming. Oh, especially homecoming 2014. Erica was lit. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I think I think 14. I think 14, 15. I was definitely lit as well. You know what I'm saying? It was it was everything, and I was like, this was the year I was planning on going back because I had been to homecoming since I graduated from college. Since I graduated. I, this was the y'all's plan on going back, and I was just like, but then COVID had to happen. So speaking of that, how has COVID just ruined things for y'all or made things better? It made it made things a lot better for me. I, I had way more time to focus on the music, focus on the craft, and I mean, I see the complete growth, and almost everybody sees the growth that's going along with it, especially people that were following my music in 2017. Yeah, it was a huge, huge growth. Um, it, it was, it's tough navigating, trying to find a job, but I mean, I, 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 I'm making it work. And, and that's just all I've done pretty much most of my life. I make a bad situation better. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I know you I had like, many plans. <laughs> oh yeah. I would say COVID comes with this good and, and bad. Like, navi like I remember I received about 15 hiring freeze, um, application saying like you know we're on a hiring freeze so we're going to have to prolong this position to see even if it's worth um still implementing and then also like now because of covid i feel like the jobs that i apply to that i wanted to get a certain salary now i have to accept lower just because it's covid and you know schools and companies have lost so much money and so you know that did kind of affect my mental health a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Cause you know, I have goals to becoming debt free. Like I could become debt free if I made 50, 
Like yeah, I would be debt free. free of that. Yeah, I would be debt free if I if I make that in one year. But it depends on you know the location. But um, I guess the good of it is that um, I was able to launch this podcast with Jamal, and I'm also in in and I'm in affiliation with several organizations. One is Black Black Leadership Association for Athletics Administrators and Coaches, and we've been hosting webinars on you know things that um, affect Black people in intercollegiate sports. Last week we had um, a webinar with social justice activist Dr. Labchick, who's a, a professor at the University of Central Florida in Orlando, and we were talking about white privileges, white privileges and transformative allyship, and you know how people can you know this is not a trend what's going on in the world. Like if you are an ally or an activist and you want to make a change, this is something that is forever growing, and so we learned so many of that, and now I am. Um, constructing a webinar on transgender athletes in college sports and um, you know I'm excited for that so that's going to come out on the 7th before National Coming Out Day and I'm also affiliated with the planning committee for Indiana Pride for the young adult meetup groups called Yamu so we are going to be watching a documentary called Strike a Pose which um, um, talks about Madonna's iconic tour but her dancers that are um, within the LGBTQIA plus community, how they navigated through their sexuality and um, experienced a lot of things uh, for them. So I guess the pandemic has allowed me to uh, put my feet in more settings than normally if I had a job. That's real, that, that's, that's, that's wonderful. That's wonderful that we've just been making the best of the pandemic, y'all, listen. People out there do not use this pandemic as an excuse to weigh to why you can't get things done because I've gotten so much done from the comfort of my house is crazy. So you know what? Hey, it shows you that anything can be done at home, you know what I'm saying? So and um Jamal, I feel you on that craft because I just went beast mode on the podcast on like so I'm pretty sure people noticed it. I just I went hammer because I will say, asking ye shall receive, and then um, everybody just came in, you know what I'm saying? Um, ladies and gentlemen, this, this is Look at Talk, and I do want to thank all of the guests that's come on board, you know what I'm saying? I hope y'all enjoyed this conversation. We got some more things to talk about, so go ahead and get you another round of liquor, because remember, the more liquor you drink, the better this podcast sounds, and if you're the designated driver, please get you some water in your system, because we don't need you getting drunk, getting DUIs, or wrecking your car, you know what I'm saying? So take this break, take this time to go ahead and get you some liquor in your system, so if you need to pause for the cause, because this is Liquor Talk, more liquor is coming right about now. I hope y'all enjoy this thing, because... We doing this thing all night long. Three, two, one. Here we go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I hope y'all got y'all drinks ready because we got some great topics, um, trending topics that I pulled from this past week. You know what I'm saying? First up, how do y'all feel about the PlayStation 5? Because PlayStation 5 prices drop, and it turns out it's like $499 um, and $399 for the digital version. And then you see all on social media, women talking about Obama man a PS5. And some niggas are being bold, like, hey, I want me on my woman to buy me a PS5. 
So how do y'all feel? And then you have some credit repair people like, oh, if your credit score is lower than the price cost of PS5, you don't need it. That is I'm hilarious. like, you credit repair people need to go on, get a life. I know what you I know what you're trying to say, but stop raining on people's parade. <laughs> okay, we're gonna start with the lady. Erica, what do you think? You buying your man a PS5 if you have one? Um Okay, I will. I'm. I might buy my man a P. Um, it, it's a PS Five, right? Yes. You gotta know what it is first. But um, okay, yeah, I'll buy one if he. If you know, we've been together, and you know, he's been a good man, and he's been supporting me, and you know, he's been on top of his stuff. Like, yeah, why not? Like, you know, I don't see a problem with it. I only see a problem. I feel like maybe some women are saying like they don't want to buy themselves if they're men a PS5 because they know what will come of it. Like it's going to uh, interrupt their um, time together. You know, I don't know, maybe if the man is unemployed, that's the only thing they, that he's going to do and it's going to, you know, uh, take a take a backseat to getting employed. So, I mean, it comes with knowing your man, of course. But, you know, if I have myself a good man and he's doing what he needs to be doing and, you know, he's treating me right and holding it down, I don't, I don't mind buying one. But, I mean, the whole credit score thing, I don't even get how – I feel like this. I feel like this. Credit scores are important. Let's get that straight. I'm just going to be real. Credit scores, credit scores are important when it comes to certain things like buying a house, buying a car. You're going to check your credit score. And I feel like this. If you have to take out a loan or like if you have to pay it with your credit card and you know that you're not going to pay it within those 30 days, then maybe, yes, you don't need it because like technically you can't afford it. But, you know, I, I do think credit scores are imperative in my opinion. So, I mean, maybe they're saying like, listen, if you can't afford it, just don't buy it, which I agree. I'm on a Dave Ramsey plan, so... Sorry, shout out to him. <laughs> Go ahead, <laughs> Go ahead, Jamal. No, I feel you. I feel you. All right, Jamal, what do you think? If you, if your woman bought you a PlayStation, would you accept it, or uh, are you even the one? You are you? How you feel about it? Are you? Would you be the one that's like you, you'll something. take it, but she has to have to, or do you feel like no, bitch, you need to buy me a PlayStation? <laughs> All right, minus the B word, <laughs> minus the B word, but nah. So, um. Damn, I'm like a, I'm, I'm unhinged. There's so much going on with this PS5 joint. First of all, it is work, work, work. It's work, work for me. It's work for me. Like I don't even play my PS4 right now, so I would be. I don't either. Right, I would be hot. Damn, if my lady walked in the door with a PS5, especially without letting me know first, that's five hundred dollars we could have spent on some studio equipment. Which that <laughs> I know exactly where to put that five hundred dollars in studio equipment. Like, I know exactly what I, like, here, by this and this and this. Like, yo, you you walk in the crib with a PS5, like, I don't know, that might, you might get upset. Like, I might tell you, take that PS5 to whatever side guy you might have. See what, what women are failing to realize. If this man is not on his purpose, if this man is not on his grind, if this man is not doing 100, that PS5 is not going to stop him from cheating on you, all right? It's not going to stop the relationship from breaking down. Like, yo, this PS5 madness has got me. Now, I, I, appreci I can appreciate the guys that say, I'm trying to find me my sugar mama so she can buy me the PS5, baby. 
and like you'll see the post with the old lady and the dude doing the Jay Z thing behind her or whatever. That I applaud them because that's smart. Like, I mean, uh, uh, conniving but smart. At the end of the day, if you're in a relationship and and like you're you already don't get a lot of time because he's already playing 2K on PS4. What makes you think for a split second that you're gonna get more time out of this? When the PS5 comes, these graphics are ridiculous. There's a picture of Miles Morales, the, Sp the black Spider-Man. You can see the nappy in his hair. What the what? Like, yo, I don't understand. Like, no, it's not happening. It's not happening. She's not buying me no PS5. You're spending $500 on my studio equipment. You're going to uh, watch me make, continue to make time for you when I'm available to make time for you. If I do, if I am bogged down with you know, you know, music to make, if I am bogged down with the podcast, if I'm bogged down with whatever the case, if I'm bogged down with drinking, okay, fine. But I really, I'm not, I'm not a gamer. I'm not at that level of gamer. I'm not that guy. And so it's like, oh, nah, this stuff has had me like, oh my God, this stuff had my emotions like riled up. Like, oh, I wish somebody would buy me a PS5 without me knowing. Obviously, if it's a stranger, there's nothing I can do. Like, I don't know you, but my lady... You know what I'm about. You know what I need. Come on now. Yeah. Jamal, I definitely 100% feel you on that, man. I 100% agree with you on that because it's like I'm, I'm sitting here saying myself $500 could go, go towards it like a trip or something, like a vacation or something. Or we could we can invest in this stuff. And then somebody else is like, what if it was just in her heart to buy that for you? I would, I would. I would still tell her to take it back though. If she's just hell bent on giving it to me, I'll take it. But it, but it's like I'm I'm with you. I barely have time to play my PlayStation Four now. It's like because I be so bogged down with work and I get tired. So I'm like, I, where the hell am I gonna find to get on this PS Five? I don't care if the graphics are amazing. It's like no. It's like I'd rather you invest in my craft, invest in my podcast, invest into me, the man. Then instead of the PS5, because my belief is if I want it, I'll go get it my damn self. You know what I'm saying? I'll put five hundred dollars inside my damn self. I'm not about to sit here and beg no woman to get it from me because that's not how I was taught. You know what I'm saying? So, exactly. to dudes that are doing that, do you more power to you? I couldn't be me. I mean, let me just say this: like again, I would be gifting my man with the PS5. Now, if he would now like, and I'm assuming that my man is a gamer. But he's a productive gamer. I, I ain't going to be a no lame gamer. I'm not going to be, if you don't have a job, or if you can't hold a job, if you can't do, if you can't, you know, do things around the house, or if you are making more time for that goddamn game than us, then no, I'm not going to do that. But if, it's, if you, you know that you can balance it, it's, it's a gift for Valentine's Day, your birthday, or anniversary, or just hell, because I want to and I can mm -hmm. afford it, then I don't see a problem with it. I just feel like you can't be a bum with it. Let me just call it be a scrub. Exactly. That part that that part I agree with. I agree because I know there are some dudes that will just stay in that game all day and I see the videos of women destroying the game because they get fed up and frustrated. I'm just like my head, I'm like, you waste some money. You are better off taking it to a damn pawn store and cashing that and get some cash off of it instead of driving over it with your car or hitting it with a baseball bat. So I when I see the, yeah, when I see the videos of people destroying the game system. I'm like, y'all are wasting money. You can take it to a fucking pawn store. You can get on let go and sell the damn thing. That's what that's what I was that's what I was alluding to earlier. People ain't on their purpose, people ain't on their grind. This 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 game it, it's it's um it, you get your endorphin rush 
And then when it's over with, especially when you beat the game, what you got to do, buy another one? You're not like me. You're not going to start the game over. Like, I'm, I get a lot of satisfaction out of starting a game that I played or spent the amount of hours playing, X amount of hours playing, and starting it over. I delete the save file and start all over. Like, I don't mind doing that. I, depending on the game, I wouldn't want to do exactly that. But regardless, I, I have – but I have too many projects. I have too many things going on. There's no way that I'm going to even be able to make time for the first go-round, let alone a second. These guys that do make time for that and still able to hold down a job – kudos I, I don't i don't buy it though some of these games they're open world and it takes over 16 hours just to start like you the first half of the game and so it's it's one of those things where i'm just like mm, if somebody say they got time for that and they're productive i don't buy it but hey y'all listen the only the only people i buy it from that are productive doing it are the people on twitch that be a lot of youtube gamers them the only people they I actually make money on twitch <laughs> yeah huh that's that they're actually making money on twitch yeah, they're making money on Twitch because there are people that will sit there and pay you to watch you play that damn game. Right. So for that, if you're doing that, okay, cool. But if you want these bums that ain't got no <laughs> game, got shit going for you, but right. yet you want to go to buy your PS5, I'm like, I decide with Erica here. Like, no, you need to be doing something. You know what I'm saying? And also, and also, ladies, you got to ask yourself, would this man spend $500 on a purse or a trip for you or something to get your hair did? Or you got to ask yourself that too. A purse is functional. I will buy, I will buy a purse. It's functional. So now she gets to carry all the extra things that she has to carry and, and then some, you know, she gets to carry her whole entire bedroom in this file. This purse better, it better walk for itself, but nonetheless, you know what I mean? Like there's a myth that hey. you're not supposed to put a woman's purse on the floor. If I buy a five hundred dollar purse, it better have legs to stand up on its own. You get what I'm saying? So. Hey, would you buy a Birk? Hey, would you buy a Birkin bag though? A Birkin bag? I've never. Is it like just one of those fat ones with the just the regular handle or whatever? Eric, you know the Birkin bags. I don't. To be honest, let me look it up because I. Really yeah, I was about to look it up too. Yeah, look it up for me. <laughs> because I be hearing all these women rappers talking about the Birkin bag. This I'm. I'm being. I don't know if that's a. That sounds like a brand. It's starting to sound like a brand. They say it's a brand that uh, the bag increases value, something like that. That's what I'm Over hearing. time? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what a about Birkin, Gucci? A Birkin bag, something? like Gucci, it's like, I don't know if you guys can see it. It's like, mm, I see it, yeah. Yeah. You my know? thing, hold on, my thing about it is like this. I'm not that materialistic. Like, I like to ball on a budget. So my hair is never going to cost $500. It might cost, like, <laughs> it might cost 200 and that's because... Like one hundred of it, one hundred of it is going towards getting like the hair, and then like the other hundred is me finding a stylist to install it. That's it. Or I'm doing a natural hairstyle, or you know I don't need a five hundred dollar purse. I mean, yes, right. I carry my purses right. around, but it's nothing to be like, oh my gosh, you can't touch the ground because like I'm not that. <laughs> I'm just not. But I would like. Um, money towards a trip like because at least I get to experience something for yeah. at least a week or two like I make get to have for each other. Eric I'm gonna break it down like this I right, check this out so I've you know in the in the in the relationships I've been I, I never got the chance to do this so I know you know in the upcoming relationships and everything like that this is exactly how it's gonna play out it's gonna go oh, I feel you on that I ain't never had a chance either we're going it's gonna be it's gonna go just like this so I'm gonna um, she's probably going to ask for my time or whatever. And this will probably be maybe like, a, you know, way into the, like a couple months into it, right? I'm going to say, look, all right, look, 
just, we'll just hang out for a couple for a couple weeks that you want to hang out or however long we hang out if, unless we live together. And look, plan, let's plan out this trip for September. Say we're in the month of May. We're in September now. Let's plan out this trip for February to go wherever the hell we're going. Let's somewhere either warmer, maybe colder. I don't know. Alaska. All right. So we're planning this trip for February. It's probably Valentine's week. Okay, Valentine's week. And it's September. That means fuck $500. Like $500, what I'm going to do with that $500 is probably, I'm going to use Erica, I'm going to use you as an example. I kind of went through, after Erica asked me about the podcast, I had to go through a lot of her pictures just to, you know, just to catch up, see, see where she's been. She has this picture of herself with like her hair is like straightened and she's kind of doing like this side picture like this. She has lipstick. She has these pearl earrings and this pearl necklace. Those are the items and that's exactly how I would have her look going into that trip, you know, in February. So I would invest in the pearls, the pearl necklace, the pearl, and then next week I would buy the pearl earrings or depending on how I get paid, like September to February. So that's one month for the necklace, one month for the earrings, and then another month for all the makeup and accessories she'll need to like, you know, and then of course the outfit as well. And, I, and of course I break that down each month. By February, the trip, obviously should already be paid for but the trip is coming she looks how she looks she feels beautiful she feels great she feels great and the trip goes off without a hitch and that's exact that's 10 times better than a ps5 we got memories we got a trip that we planned she i mean feels the ultimate level of beauty like this is something that we anticipate something about something about that delayed gratification it changes how you look at whatever the hell the whatever comes from it so obviously um when I talk about people having too many distractions and too many options, you get instant gratification from that. That delayed gratification is a whole different beast. Uh, as they say, as the young kids say, it hit different. It hits different. It just does. Yes. I, I love it. Like, I love the feeling. I love the vibe that comes from that. So that's what I would do. Obviously, that goes way over 500. But just on the initial 500 I have, that's exactly where my mind would start going. So. I feel you on that. I feel you on that. You took it to another level. Now, me on the other side, I'm thinking the 500, I'm going to invest into her business. Like, say she has a boutique okay. or she has an online business. I'm going to invest <laughs> in her business. Yeah, you know go. what I'm saying? I'm going to put some money towards her business to help her get her bag because I see she's always advertising. She's out here grinding on it. No, let me show you my support. I support this. So, here, here's 500 towards what you need. You need clothes. You need to break whatever you need towards it here. You need to look good for your meetings with these people so that way you can meet investors and stuff. Here you go. That's that's what I'm thinking, you know what I'm saying? Because let me help you make another bag so we can keep making bags and build an empire on these people. Yeah, for me, that probably comes from... Eric, I know we're leaving you out, but like, is we kind of oh, vibing on this joint. <laughs> I am learning as I'm... <laughs> See, Erica's I'm... probably fascinated because she ain't never heard men thinking like this. Maybe not. So the way I look at I, I come from the romantic household. I come from the Isley Brothers. I come from Luther Vandross. So a lot of the stuff that I would do, I would invest in the time and the love that I have for her. Whereas some guys like you, which honestly, there's no chance in the world that I'm going to recognize that she has a business and not eventually put my music money or put money that I make from my music into it. But my fir the first place my mind will go because I know I'm the provider in the household. And that's just the role that I see myself as. Not everybody might appreciate that. Whatever the case. Obviously, I'm not dating that person. Um, if I'm I am dating the person, however, not currently. But I, when I date somebody, I'm dating somebody that recognizes my ability to provide. And then I take that and I, I, um, I manifest it in the love that we have for each other. And then voila, 
you get, you know. That's you real. We, we take it from different angles, you know what I'm saying? Because you already know, hey, I'm holding down two jobs, so you already know I provide. So it's there like, you go. we we taking it from two different angles, but we hit the same class. the same end result. She gets to have a faithful man who understands who she is as a person rather than somebody that, like, is distracted and decides, oh, wow, that's a nice ass. Uh, babe, let me, um, let's go get, let me go get you some drinks. I'll be right back. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like, don't get me wrong. Sometimes they're that big and you go, damn, that's a nice ass. But then as soon as it leaves my field of vision, I'm back on you. We're just guys. That's just how we operate. Like our eye, we leave hey, our eyes. listen, listen, I was working somewhere and I had a chick tell me, hey, we be looking to shit. <laughs> I, I was okay, working I'm looking. somewhere. You got a fat ass, I'm looking too. Okay. You be looking? <laughs> I'm I'm, no, I'm very... <laughs> At least so, you yeah, use someone that's honest, cause I had this one chick. She said, "If your girl says she ain't looking, that bitch is lying." She said, "Just like that." <laughs> she said, because I remember we were walking in. This, I think I was walk, walk, working a little mall, and a chick with a nice, you know, what I'm saying, she there walked by. Are. She said, "She said, okay, that's real." I'm like, "Damn, you looking?" <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. cause this chick walked up in a group full of guys, um, cause it was just two guys standing right there. And she said, "Yeah, that is real." I said. Yeah, shit. yeah. Shit, what we looking at? And so, it, like, you know, at the, you know, this is why the highest paid model, like the highest paid female model, will always make more money than the highest paid male model because women, on average, are always going to be appreciated for their beauty. And a lot of women are starting to miss misfire when it comes to that. Like they're starting to misunderstand. So they take a little moment where a guy might be looking. Like, listen, I'm not looking because I plan on doing anything. I'm looking because shit is not like, wow, like, I don't know. Yeah, honestly, and that might be a sign you're dealing with an insecure woman. If my, I, I wonder, a lot of eyes, <laughs> now, unless I gave you reason to be insecure. Now, if you deal with a man who's a cheater, who's always a dog, then that's you. Right. You should know that by him by now. You should just going to leave him. But if you deal with a man who, you know, is faithful, but his wonder eyes, and you blow up about it, that tells me you're insecure. Or maybe you're doing something behind my back. Well, okay. Well, but here's the thing about it, though. Wondering eyes, like, how frequently? Because not everybody in this restaurant is fine. Not everybody that exactly. we go to the mall is, is fine. So my thing about it is, like, like no, I agree with the whole insecurity part. Like, because me and, you know, my ex is, um, you know, we be looking at women. Like, I'm, I'm, I, I am completely fine with saying, like, oh, she's an attractive woman. Like, she's she's cute like oh she's bad like, yeah like right. i'm okay with that but if it's like him always looking and it's like a consistently looking i'm always having to like check him or something like that i'm like are you okay like are you sure you want to be with me because i don't look like that but you know right. i'm still a bad bitch so <laughs> you still missing out. so it's just kind of like you know i mean i like one of your eyes some of the time, sure, but if you're just wondering because, like, you just, I don't know, freak nasty like that, or you can't just control yourself most right. of the time, it's kind of like, bro. This is where, this is, that right there is exactly why I'll bring my purpose back into it because I I would rather her be more concerned with me always digging myself into my work than me digging myself into another woman or throwing my yes. ass another woman. Yes. So at least if you're complaining about me always working, you know I'm always working. Ain't no way I'm messing with some other lady. And so, um, exactly. You know, there was a couple people. I think. I think one of my most recent relationships. She was worried because you know I'm like I'm actually pretty good at my music. Like I hate tooting my own horn, but to hear somebody else say it, it you know that's always nice. Hearing <laughs> her say like, "Oh, you might get famous one day and decide you don't want to be with me," and I'm just like, 
you got to let me decide that though. Like that's, that's for me to decide. Like if you're just going to throw that decision, you're going to manifest that decision like this right now. What what's going No, women aren't like coming up. Oh my God, you're Cujo. Like nobody's doing that yet. So when that's, <laughs> Like you're you're gonna go crazy because a lot of these girls are installing like hardware into their system, into their into their into their software, if you will, and they're looking like you know what I mean. Like they're looking like I feel like they're looking for reasons to break up, to plan to break up already before it even happens. I'm just like, and I'm just like, yo, you ain't about to beat me to the punch. Bye, Bye, I'll talk to you some other time, like that, or maybe never. And and like and and especially now that I'm coming into my like we talked about craft earlier, I'm coming into my craft, so I'm starting to recognize what what what's coming with that is I'm starting to recognize my value in a relationship and my value in a situation. The reason I even left my I left my music in 2012. The reason I even did that is because I felt like you know what everything you do has got to be for the lady and you got to make sure she's happy. So let's give up music. The dumbest mistake. I've ever made in my life. I've made a few dumb mistakes that are close seconds to that, but I still rank that as the top dumbest mistake I've ever made in my life. 2012, hot streak, song after song I was making, had a whole plethora of songs to still make, didn't, didn't have any direction though, didn't have a way to, 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 to build it up and, and do, all that, do all that stuff. And, you know, to bring that back to, um, to bring that back to Wandering Eyes during that whole time, even with the music that I was making back then, I never really had Wandering Eyes. This person just wanted some time and so, yeah, as far as insecurity, yeah, I've had my very fair share of those. So, yeah. Listen, that's real. That's, we all have, we've all had that times with people. It's like, if, if you can't understand that I'm working on my craft, I'm working on my future, then I don't need to be with you then, straight up, because you need to understand that there are going to be, I'm going to make time for you, but I'm going to make time for my craft, my, my passion, what's going to get me out of this nine to five job that I can't stand, that you always hear me complain about. This exactly. is gonna be the reason I'm not working two jobs. So that way, that way, my time is always scheduled completely. You know what I'm saying? So that exactly. way, if you can't realize that, then y'all don't need to be together. Two nights ago, you hear me complaining—not two nights literally, but two nights figuratively, hypothetically. Two nights ago, you heard me complaining about this crazy job. We even get into an argument about how much I hate my job. And now I'm doing all the things that I'm supposed to be doing to get rid of this job and not be complaining. Just because the complaining went away because I'm working on my craft doesn't mean it won't come back if I stop just because just so I can give extra time to you. And so um, the ones that understand that, they're the ones that are probably married today. If not, like they're on their way. Like they, all the, yeah. the clock is ticking and, and the, that time is coming because that kind of patience, we need that. We, we us kind of guys, we need that. Like we need that peace because the world is attacking us while we're out here challenging ourselves and getting better and better. If people don't understand what it takes to build the songs that I build. I don't mean to like, you know, harp on. No, you're good. Um, people don't understand what it takes, the mental capacity that it takes to find the right way to, to, to explain the topic or explain the song and put it in a format that you'll have fun listening to at the same time. And then you're like, the biggest concern I get is when it's done, oh shit. Are they going to receive it the way I put it out? Are they going to receive it in that way? And that, like, that's very stressful. And to, to know that I'm about to say, call you on the phone because you've been bothering me about calling you on the phone. I'm about to call you and, and then have to deal with hearing you talk about how come I couldn't hear from you all day. You'll be the last person I think about talking to for the rest of the year if, I, if you even make it to that list. Like, that's just how that's going to go. Yes. Like, you got to be my piece. You have to be my piece. Like, I got to be able to rest... What I call it lately, especially, like this chair, you can't see the chair. There's a chair next to me. If I can't do this with you, 
like yeah, as, as the song is so stressful and it goes like this and then I'm da da and I'm bothered and you're not able to like no no I'm not gonna sit there and you know talk your ears off but if I'm not able to rest on you what are we doing like what what are we doing what the hell are you doing you know what I mean <laughs> listen I totally feel you on that same way when it comes to podcasting because true that's some days I'm like I'm listening so I'm like god damn I hope the right people don't hear this the wrong way and then you know it's real when. I'm getting a call from my mom. She's like, oh, I get such a bad rap. I'm like, mom, you're taking it the wrong way. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know I love you, but you're taking it the wrong way. You took you took one of the topics the wrong way. And then, uh, and then, then you know you ain't crap. I ain't gonna lie. I'm to my horn, too, because I had some people tell me. I had even co I had this one co-worker. I didn't even know he listened to the podcast. He was like, hey, man, your podcast is really good. I said, oh, shit. It's a different feeling with somebody you don't even know. I didn't even market this thing to you, and all of a sudden you weren't up on me talking about, bro, yo, your track goes hard, or bro, your podcast is amazing. Like, wow, like you spitting facts on there. Like, I just asked somebody today. Um, th- in this case, I did send it to him, but to like hear people kind of quote certain parts that aren't in the first five seconds of the song, that's a big deal. Like, you listen to the whole track and then walked away with, you know, and so uh, it's it, when, when, when you get that, when you do find that person, or when you do finally get to meet that person that you're able to lean on, and now I'm losing with the, the whole initial topic, but when you, when you can find that person you get to lean Listen, on. Listen, that's, that's, that's the beautiful thing. We lose the topics, but <laughs> the conversation spurns into another topic. Eric, exactly. let me ask you this. How do you feel about being that man's piece? I mean, I don't want to be that man's disruption, so... <laughs> <laughs> That's a great answer. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for having us on the liquor talk. Like, you know what I mean? And that's it. Like, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's just, it. I'm just being, I'm just keeping it a buck. Like, yeah, I want to be your piece. I want to be that person that you can lean on and that, you know, when things get rough, you know, you know that you can, um, you can count on me. However, um, I have been in a situation where, um, you know, I was trying to be, my ex's piece but it was like like okay because i'm about to rant but i just feel like you know everybody falls everybody falls but eventually you have to get back up and i think the problem that i had with him was that he fell and kind of let things happen like he wasn't as ambitious as i am and i know i'm pretty ambitious like Jamal can tell you when I put my mind to something, God damn it, it's gonna happen. And oh, this happened. <laughs> right. I and, do remember that from college days. I do remember you going beast mode on things. Oh yes. You know, I'm just very I'm just like that. And you know, I'm not saying that my partner has to be that ambitious, but it helps. Yeah, but it's just kind of like you iron know, as iron. Right. It's just kind of like what's gonna when you fall, how are you gonna get back up? And I felt like I had his back, but he didn't have his back. And I feel like I can't have your back unless you got your back. Because at the end of the day, you are all with what you have. You have to live with you. I don't, technically. And so, you know, I went away and pursued my aspirations in Seattle and stuff and um, kind of didn't, you know, keep in contact with him simply because, you know, just so many things that happened with our relationship that I just felt like, maybe another time but long story short I just feel like you know I want guys to understand that being your peace doesn't mean that 
you're going to take advantage or abuse that that you know you still have a role to play complying with the relationship or in compliance to the relationship making sure that this stuff works so i'm just hoping that you know yeah i don't want to be your disruption but don't confuse me being your peace with me also being your accountability partner Mm That's real. So, Eric, let's stand with you. Now, how are some ways a man can be the peace for his woman, for the fellas that might not know it, you know what I'm saying? Because sometimes, you know what I'm saying, it's always, it's always, always one-sided, and it's like, it's never like that. And that's the easiest way to lose, lose your lady, you know what I'm saying? Because if she's always having to be your peace, but you're never there for her, that's yeah. the easiest way for you to lose your woman. So... From your perspective, how do you like for a man to be your peace? Um, I mean, I want him to be my peace. Like, you know, if I'm feeling down or if I'm having a hard time with something, you know, I can lean on him for support. He can kind of get me through this funk and, you know, be supportive and has faith and believes in me. Um, you know, be my peace and being able to trust you. Like, I shouldn't have to worry if you're out here cheating or if you're out here doing the wrong thing that can put our relationship at at jeopardy, like you should have um, some type of sense to make sure that I'm able to trust you, that I don't have to to worry about you. I don't have to blow your phone up to check on you or whatnot. Um, I mean, being my peace would be also like, this is like, this is so stupid me saying, but it's like kind of being my Superman. Like, kind of being my... Ain't nothing stupid about that. <laughs> Not at all. Like, I actually have the Superman complex. Nah, I'll be the first one to tell you that. That's exactly yeah, it. I got no problem. Like, I like knowing that I'm her Superman. Hell no. What, what? Captain Planet, baby. By your misery combined, I am Captain Planet. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, rest in peace to Chadwick, but I'll be your fucking Black Panther. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Wakanda. Right. Right. I mean, just... Again, being that peace, being that support, being that ease. So when I sleep, I know when I wake up back again, you're right there beside me. There it is. That's real. That That's definitely real. Fellas, in 2020 and 2021, we have got to be that peace because these women out here talking about buying us PS5s. You ain't never heard that before. And listen, it got to be balanced in both ways. We got to be each other's peace. It's more than materialistic things because you don't even even have, because some men, ladies, let me tell you this, some men don't even require materialistic things. Some men already working their shit, working themselves with their vision and jobs that they have. They just need somebody to lean on and just be their peace, you know what I'm saying? Not every man is going to require you to buy them PS5. Now, if they ask them for that, they probably got nothing going on with their life, you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, just being honest. You know? They're asking, asking, yeah. Yes, if they're asking, asking, but being bold about it on social media, posting pictures of me and my girl back to the game store, she buy me the PS5, and I'm all hugging up on her. That means that means that tells me you you ain't nothing but a bum. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so something's up. Something's up. I'm 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 getting extra suspicious. So yes, I'm getting very very suspicious. So what do you guys think, guys? Saw for the people coming up in the coming months to wrap this year up. Uh, what we're going to be talking about in our podcast? Yeah. Um, I mean, we have 
so many topics. I mean, we have a scramble of guests. Like we, like our guests had to scramble. Some of them, I think we had one person that just um that hasn't been able to keep up with us, and so we ended up, you know, possibly losing that that uh that 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 guest opportunity. And I was, I haven't brought it up to Erica yet, but I want, I guess I can bring it up now. I think we should just go ahead and just do a, run a couple solo episodes, especially about, I, I guess we could do trending topics or we could just talk about the things that we plan on talking about with obviously with a good bit of, good bit of research behind our belt. Um, I think, you know, one of the guests that we had, I can't remember if it was like a clothing boutique. I, I, you'll have to forgive me. It's the guest that we were supposed to have. I can't remember. Oh, we were um, to talk about with so yeah, are we able to run that episode by ourselves is, is my question. Yeah, I mean, I think we can run that episode by ourselves. I think I wanted to at least get her story and then, like, put in our insight and stuff. But, I mean, I'm definitely down for doing a couple of episodes just from, you know, our experiences because, like, we have stories, too. And so, you know, right. we don't always need somebody in the podcast to expand on things, um, you know our experiences are great enough, so. Yeah, so as far yeah. as those episodes go, I think we're gonna definitely be, uh, I know I want us to go ahead and do an episode about purpose and, uh, you know, conceited as I am, I'm, I don't mind doing an entire episode using my um, experience with finding my purpose, losing it, dropping it, and, you know, getting back to it. That would, to me, that would be an awesome episode, you know, and so if we can run an episode by ourselves like that and then, have her run through honestly with with the little bit of things that with the things that she's going through recently I would damn sure love to to have her talk about what she's going on and maybe even find some of that release through the through the podcast and everything like that so as far as episodes go um in the upcoming months a lot of them were based on what guests we had but the the episodes are the episode topics that we can come up with quite honestly they're limited uh sorry excuse me unlimited especially because the music topics that I come up with, we can make uh, podcast episodes about that. 15 different songs about diff 15 different types of topics. Um, so yeah. That's real. Last question for y'all. Like I, I asked everybody, so why should people go ahead and subscribe to this podcast? Because we're dope and <laughs> you know, we're, we're what's happening. And um, you know, if you if you are feeling down and you are just or you just need some inspiration subscribe to us we are your peace that's what we are we are your peace we're damn sure not your disruption <laughs> no no please don't be disruption all right i want to thank you all erica it was nice to finally reunite and it's finally nice to have you on the podcast you know what i'm saying i know i had you on the live video jamal i'm gonna be looking forward to working with you man or chopping it up with you man i appreciate it and ladies and gentlemen i definitely appreciate you the listener for listening to this conversation jamal erica like i tell everybody I might be in Florida, but I'm just one DM away. Erica, you got the number. You know what to do. You know what I'm saying? Uh, if you need me. So, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, and I want to thank you again to all my subscribers, to the people that's been rocking with us. Uh, we got some more episodes coming. We got a big October coming, big October plan. So, you might want to get your drinks ready because since family you ain't having no homecoming, it's about to be a look at talk homecoming. So guess what? We got a big October plan. So be ready for that. Go ahead and subscribe. If you got any show ideas, um, DM me at Real B Jones on Twitter 
Real V Jones on Instagram. Also, look at our podcast on Instagram as well. Um, drop your social handles for the people if you don't mind. Oh, um, our our social media accounts is uh, what period the hell are you doing? Oh, one word. Listen, you can find me at the Real Cujo. Um, that is mainly my music page. Every uh, once we do episodes, I do post up from the what the hell are you doing page and look as far as that goes i gotta victor we kind of see what you're doing for the rest of your listening if you're not subscribing to liquor talk i got one question for you what the hell are you doing what? yes what the hell are you doing if you ain't yes, leave that mark jamal you better <laughs> look, <that's laughs> if, you are, if, you're, if you're not subscribing to two dope creatives supporting black creatives Seriously, what the hell are you doing? You know what I'm saying? You need to be supporting your black creatives. We out here. We put in work. COVID-19 cannot stop us. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope y'all have enjoyed this dope-ass edition of Look at Talk. Until next time, remember, everything is temporary. And when shit gets really tough, just remember, and when you fall down, pull you some liquor and get your ass up and keep going. That's it for Look at Talk. Until next time, we out this thing.